frayed edges, torn and mangled, dense. The act of being repurposed, reused, and refashioned. Can it happen for us too as humans? That's next on this episode of the Gratitude Journal Podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Greetings, my friend. Here in the basement lair on an otherwise chilly but sunny Monday, President's Day, after two amazing weekends. I mean, really, both days of the past two weekends, although cold, have been just like, as the weather people like to say, wall-to-wall sunshine. And it's been absolutely beautiful. I mean, as far as a late February goes here in Northeast Ohio. Matthew here, and uh, welcome back to another episode of this, the Gratitude Journal podcast, the podcast designed to, I guess, in the end, to make me more aware of the things around me and to be grateful for those. And maybe by you listening to this, downloading it, putting it into your device or however you access your audio on the go podcast material, that maybe I can maybe show you a few ways to do that. And uh, who knows, maybe when you message me back, if that ever happens, you can tell me uh, a better way to find ways to be grateful for the things around us and for the things we have. So today, right off the bat, I'm grateful, one, for this hoodie that I'm wearing because it's uh, pretty chilly down here, as is usually the case here in the basement layer and uh, really all over the <laughs> the basement not just here in the layer so i'm grateful for my hoodie i'm also grateful for this cup of coffee that's sitting in front of me a cup of coffee by the way that i probably shouldn't be having and i'll get to that here in just a little bit so this morning it was um uh kind of a whirlwind because i was starting my day as i usually start it which is to grind the coffee that i roast and to enjoy my cup of coffee and to read the morning papers and just to ease into my day because donna likes to start her day a little later and this gives me you know that time that everybody needs you know the me time And so I was really all set to descend into the basement layer and record this podcast episode when I got a text thread started from my family that my father had fallen. And so my sister, uh, Linda, who lives in a small town south of Canton, Ohio, kind of rushed up and, you know, followed the ambulance to take him to the hospital. And the long, you know, the short version of an elongated tale is that he seems to be okay. The last text was that he had uh, fallen and that um, he had cut his arm and maybe did some damage to his elbow and they were going to give him a CAT scan. And I was sort of on my way down, you know, to the hospital and I saw this text. I mean, I know you're not supposed to be looking at texts while you're driving. And I saw this text that, you know, they, she thought they were going to send him home pretty quickly. And so I kind of pulled off and uh, called her to see, you know, do you need me to come down the rest of the way? Because it's, you know, it's about, a, I don't know, it's about a 35-minute ride for me. And uh, she said no. And so I was grateful, one, that 
you know, I have a large family and they are much closer to my parents than I am geographically. And so when these kinds of things happen, I'm very grateful, you know, that my sisters and brothers are close by and that my parents have access, you know, to them and their care. And second of all, once I was convinced that it probably wasn't necessary for me to go down there and I would monitor the situation, you know, throughout the rest of the morning, I was near a place to get Donna some of her favorite bagels. So I just happened to, you know, grab a couple of those for her. And uh, so for that, I'm grateful. And uh, three, I'm grateful for the fact that I have warmth, you know, here in the studio. I have a little ceramic heater. It's not on now now because it would really bother, you know, the uh, audio portion of our podcast. But uh, sometimes when I'm sitting in front of that, I'm just so thankful that this little heater, which I've had now probably going on 10 years, uh, just supplies a generous amount of heat. And uh, for all of those things so far, I'm very grateful. I think in the last episode, I had documented the fact that I was feeling like a lot of lightheadedness. And I went to the ER a couple of weeks ago because it was just really bad. Like, I never get sick. And so for me to announce to Donna that I was going to have to go to the ER, I mean, that was like a big deal. And of course, they couldn't find anything. And what they ended up saying to me was, you should check in with your regular doctor. And I don't know if I recall putting this on the last episode of the podcast, but I went through the stress test thing and uh, they discovered that I had these little like uh, extra beats. And the problem there is that, you know, the people who have extra beats sometimes, especially after exercise, they go away like after five to 10 seconds. You know, mine really didn't go away until like after 10 minutes. So now I have to see this cardiologist. And so I'm kind of worried about that. And more importantly, I'm kind of PO'd about it because, I mean, I pretty much feel like I do the necessary things to try as a, you know, 60-year-old and plus person to not be sedentary and to kind of watch what I eat and make sure that I get some exercise and all those other things. So the fact that the possibility looms that I have some kind of heart disease, it really makes me upset. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about lately was what happens if I keel over? And I've been trying to sort of like, quote unquote, get my affairs in order. And during this process, I've kind of reassessed kind of what I own and trying to downsize stuff and add a few trinkets to things that I'm actually going to use and wear and all that other stuff. So lately, Donna and I have had this thing where we like to go to Goodwill stores. And we always have visited Goodwill stores in the past, but lately it's sort of been, for her, it's kind of like been a fixation. Like she's like, hey, how close are we to a Goodwill store? <laughs> and invariably, you know, when you go into a Goodwill store, you purchase things. But I think that as I'm rolling through the racks of things, I look at the garments that people dispose of, and I have found some amazing pieces of the wardrobe. I mean, really, truly. 
One of the things I enjoy wearing in the wintertime, especially at work, are kind of these like thicker sort of long sleeve sort of t-shirt slash sweaters. You know, they're not thick enough to be a sweater and they're a little thick to be considered a t-shirt. And they might have a little like zip up front, you know, maybe like from the chest area, middle of the chest area up. I kind of like those. I can wear them under hoodies. I mean, they look fashionable, like you wear them with jeans and you can wear them at work. And and so a lot of times when I go into a Goodwill store, I look for these things and I have found like an amazing array of various shirts like that. I have found a new kind of used hoodie that has been, you know, great uh, for me. Uh, and on Saturday, I actually found a pair of shoes, Kenneth Cole shoes. And I mean, I am not a fashionista by any stretch of the imagination. I have basically two pairs of jeans, both of which I purchased at a Goodwill. I have like two pairs of shoes to my name, like a black pair and a brown pair. I have one belt. One side is black and one side is brown and it's a multi-purpose belt. And I basically use this belt until I can't like the holes where you put the little thing from the belt are so large that, you know, it's clearly time to get another belt. I have no sense of fashion whatsoever, as anyone who's ever met me knows. And so to go through the Goodwill racks and search for these things that people discard makes me wonder why. Like why, what would prompt this person to get rid of this sweater, for want of a better word, when it clearly, A, has no mark on it, B, it's very fashionable, I mean, it goes with a lot of things, and C, the fact that the tag says $6.17, and that I can purchase it and repurpose it for my wardrobe. And it makes me feel like, what is the value of these damaged goods? And how is it possible that somebody could survey their wardrobe pull out five, six, seven things, toss them on the bed, and go, I'm going to take these to Goodwill. And then all of a sudden, they're in my wardrobe, like as this amazing find. I know there's that line, one person's trash is another person's treasure, but I think it kind of goes a little beyond that because now I've given this thing kind of like new life when in reality, it really didn't need a new life. and it makes me think what would prompt somebody to take that seemingly valuable thing and toss it away. And it makes me wonder and it makes me hypothesize about friends that I have sort of seemingly tossed away. Um, acquaintances that I maybe have seemingly tossed away and have had to get repurposed, and the experiences that I have had, and can I repurpose the good feelings that were once associated with them? As we climb into more advanced age, this question pounds at my medulla, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night. Have I truly invested everything I can in the experiences that I have on a day-to-day basis to get everything out of it? And I feel like the answer is no. 
when I cart these garments back to the car in their little nondescript plastic bags and throw them in the back seat, I sometimes think of myself as kind of like damaged goods. And I think having been a quote-unquote caregiver for the last several years, since 2019, has really made me aware of my shortcomings. And I don't say that just to bash on myself, but I do think that I have been very damaged and realize my imperfections. I don't exhibit the patience that I should exhibit. I'm not nearly as organized as I need to be. And one thing that this sort of lightheadedness scare has taught me is that I need to have a game plan in store. Like, let's say I just, like, crap out and fall over dead. Like, what happens then to Donna? How do I let everybody know, like, the very minute amount of money and investments that we have, which is very minute? How do I let somebody know, like, where this is? Because, you know, Donna has been out of the finance game for a long time after having run everything in our family and in our household. And so I'm aware of these imperfections that I have. But I think philosophically, I have felt like damaged goods for some time now. I think we all do that to a certain extent when we compare ourselves to other people, compare ourselves to other family, and we try to align where we should be at this particular point in our life. And then when we see that somebody else is further along, then, you know, as Donna says, the pinging starts, you know, this kind of beating on ourselves. And, you know, I would say something to her, like seemingly to her sort of derogatory. And she would say, why are you pinging on me? And that phrase is one she's been using for 30 plus years. So I always say to myself, be more patient and don't ping. And I realize that I have a tendency to do that more than I should. And this gives me pause to think that I'm kind of like on that goodwill rack. I'm damaged too. And can I be repurposed? Like, can I repurpose myself? Can I take whatever it is I'm feeling, you know, about myself more often than not sort of badly? Can I turn that around and refashion and reshape it so that it can be re reused for something good. And this is very much a challenge for me. I look at myself standing next to all of my family members, and I've said to the person that I talk with occasionally, who I will speak with a little later today, that I feel like a black sheep and have felt that way for a long time. And therefore, I feel next to them like I am sort of damaged. And I, at first, I would think to myself, 
No, I'm going to exhibit the rock and roll attitude, and I don't care if I'm damaged. You know, I'm going to, you know, live my own life, and I'm going to be me, and damaged or not. And then sometimes as you get past your dreams of, you know, living fast and having a nice corpse, you think, you know, I really would like some longevity. I'd really like to be hanging out around as long as I possibly can. Therefore, now that I realize that I'm kind of damaged, how do I go about fixing that or making that better? And in light of all that, where is the gratitude? What am I grateful for? And past just being grateful for finding something for, you know, $6.71, and it probably costs $45 in a store. Um, where's the gratitude for me realizing that because I am damaged, I can get fixed and maybe help someone else? Or the bigger question, do I need to get fixed? Is it necessary to be fixed? My friend Ron sent me a note the other week mentioning that, hey, you know what? Because of whatever this heart condition is, you might have to give up coffee. And I felt this tremor, like from the tips of my toes up to the top of my head. Like, what? I mean, I spent an hour and a half last night in the garage because I didn't want the smoke to set off the smoke alarm with the garage door open, roasting an amazing array of coffee. In fact, oh, I don't have my phone with me. I took pictures of the actual coffee. I mean, there was one from Peru. There was a half a pound of an experimental blend from Nicaragua. There was an experimental blend from Bali. And I meticulously made sure that I roasted them as best I can with the roaster that I have documenting, you know, some of the details that I have in an Excel spreadsheet, knowing exactly when I could grind those beans so I could taste them, making sure that they were set in separate bowls so that I could later transfer them to separate containers once the 48-hour degassing period uh, started. I mean, I am really invested in coffee. And the thought that maybe anything extra caffeine-related could be an impediment to me having, you know, a journey towards a better, more healthy heart is terrifying to me. I gave up coffee once in St. Louis in an attempt to tamper down an acid reflux situation that has plagued me off and on for most of my life. And it was a doctor's suggestion. Quit drinking coffee for 60 days and we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I mean, the headaches are bad, yes, but I really enjoy coffee. And I came across this sort of coffee substitute called Tikino. And while it certainly served as a hot breakfast drink, it was nothing like coffee. 
And I just decided that I was just going to stop this experiment when it seemed to me that it really wasn't helping anything reflux related. And I returned to coffee. I just felt like an enormous weight had been lifted from my shoulders that I could have a cup of coffee. I'm not a drink coffee all day type person. I require my cup of coffee in the morning. Sometimes I will have a cup of coffee in the afternoon, especially on the weekends when Don and I stop at our little coffee place. And even then, I might even have half of that coffee. I'm not a prodigious coffee drinker, but I require it. And the thought that I have to would have to give that up is really pretty terrifying to me. But again, since I am damaged goods, maybe cardiac related, I would have to severely maybe renovate the way that I treat this thing in the middle of my chest. And so as I was inhaling the fumes of yesterday's coffee roasting venture in the garage when I went out to head down to Canton to uh, be a part of, you know, them taking my father to the emergency room and that, you know, that gorgeous smell was still lingering in the air. I thought, is this something else that I'm going to have to be grateful for? The fact that I used to drink coffee? And it just seemed to make this feeling that I have of being damaged even that much more magnified. I don't know if I have the answer today that something or someone being damaged can always be renovated and reused and repurposed. I like the fact that most of the clothing in my closet is repurposed clothing. And I buy into being able to reuse something and repurpose something. I'm in admiration of people who have woodworking and metalworking skills, and they can take something that was used for a long period of time and sort of refashion it for a new purpose, whether it would be something operational or maybe it would just be something decor related. I'm really in admiration of that. And I think the jury is out as to whether me as a person that has damaged goods can be repurposed and reused in a good way. I will say that just being able to acknowledge the fact that my damage has the capacity to be turned around is, I suppose, something that I'm grateful for. And the journey goes on, you know, onward through the fog, as I like to say, as far as can there be measurable growth from being a damaged person to being someone who can be comfortable <laughs> with their damage? And I guess for that, I'm grateful. So here's hoping if you feel the same way that you have 
found new ways to repurpose this damage, these dents, these frayed edges that always seem to be exposed, maybe sometimes at the worst times, and that you can recoup, you know, the loss associated with it and hopefully maybe help somebody else. Or even if it's just helping yourself, that's good enough in my book. And um, thank you, you know, for downloading and listening uh, to this, another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast. <laughs>